0: Came from the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Welcome to episode four of the usual podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, man. Hey. Hey. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverage. What do you got this week, buddy?
1: This week I'm uh, breaking away from my usual diet Pepsi and I'm partaking of a uh, Newcastle Scotch Ale.
0: That sounds yummy, dude. I haven't had that one.
1: It's really, it's really good.
0: I am drinking a Sierra Nevada Hop Hunter IPA. Uh, it's a hoppy mess and I love it. All right. So, before we get into the show, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theusualpodcast. And, of course, we're on the SWOTORnetwork.com website as well, and I'm hoping I actually remember to post our podcast on that site this week. It's a great site, and um, that was my bad, so... Anyway, That's I could be reached. I, I know. It was it was lame. I realized I had done it. It was on vacation. But anyway. Um, so you can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. Please take the time to give us a positive rating on iTunes and like and share us on all the social medias. And speaking of which, guess what? What? <laughs> we had our first iTunes review.
1: Yay. Woo.
0: So we're going to read it out real quick. Um, it was a five-star review. I'm happy to say. The title was A Fun Romp by Chernabog78. And he says, although, or she, although not a Star Wars gamer, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and these guys nail it. Witty, funny, and entertaining. I love the energy and intelligence. Keep up the good work, guys. And um, I don't know. I I think that sounds about right. What do you think?
1: (laughs) Uh, I think it's great. Um, And obviously, uh, he or she's a Disney fan as well.
0: Do you know why? Uh, I bet you're going to tell me.
1: I am. Chernabog is the demon on night at mountain in fantasia
0: wow that's a pretty obscure reference dude <laughs> I,
1: i'm a disney freak deal with it
0: i'm glad i'm that's why i have you to know all these things that's oh, a
1: good thing to know that that's the only reason <laughs> we kept around for 16 years
0: that's it 16 years i just for obscure disney facts um all right I, dude uh, i knew it All right. So we also had a subscriber on our website. Um, I haven't quite figured out that part of our website yet, but thank you for subscribing. Um, And let's see. So the other thing we want to talk about before we get into the SWOTOR section is we're going to, in our show notes, putting timestamps for the different sections of the show. Um, Some people that are not SWOTOR players have kind of come to us and said, hey, I love you know star wars and disney and pop culture but uh, i don't play the video game so you know considering we spend 25 to 35 minutes a week talking about swotor it'd be nice to kind of give them a way to skip ahead if they need to so um, we're going to put all our contact information and stuff up front as always and then um, the timestamps will be in the show notes sounds like a good idea i think huh
1: yeah i had uh three people uh, actually ask me about that this week
0: cool so i think that'll help and you know any other feedback uh that you guys have for us you know leave it on twitter comment on our facebook page leave it you know on our website wherever whatever you want us to do to improve the show um we do have some new equipment coming in and stuff like that so we'll be we'll be tightening it up and i'm hoping to get some um some bumpers going and stuff like that for the different sections so that will be this show or next week so that's exciting okay
1: we we have to uh to borrow the uh episode of archer where they're undercover in the restaurant and let's see boom bumper
0: Oh, can we? Maybe that'll be for the pop culture section. <laughs> uh, possibly. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea. All right, man. The other thing is, uh, you know, since we're shamelessly plugging and talking about our show, uh, the Flipside Podcast, the other podcast I do with my buddy Josh, episode two is up. And boy, does that get random. Um,
1: very random and very <laughs> funny.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, look, I mean, I would never compare myself to Kevin Smith. But one of the things he always says is, you know... He always says, "Sit down with your friends and record a podcast." So that's that's pretty much what I do, and it's pretty damn fun. Um, I'm doing that with you, of course, buddy. But you know, with Josh, it's it's definitely his mind is very interesting. So check it out. It's also on our website um, and it's on iTunes. So anything else with that? I guess not.
1: Uh, no, I'm just excited to uh, to know that I'm no longer the funny one when we go out.
0: <laughs> well, look, I mean, we can't have it all, man. You Remember, you're the guy with the obscure Disney facts.
1: Yeah, no, and you're just a pretty black boy. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> all right, and then one other thing about our site, we do have a donate button down in the footer section on the left-hand side. If you want to help us out on any level, even a buck or two would be, is awesome. So thanks if you do that, and we'll give you a shout-out for sure. Yes, please. Ready for Sotor? Absolutely. I'm always ready for Swift All right, so top of the list this week. There was not a lot of news at all. So we're going to talk about our weeks in game, but I want to give a quick community shout out uh, to Rode from ToroCast. Um, at the time of our recording this, uh, we were actually supposed to be on his show tomorrow. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, they talked about us on their last show and talked about us being on tomorrow and, um, randomly he starts calling me Michael instead of Marshall. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> so I wanted to, I wanted to give him crap about that. And he felt bad, but I mean, I don't care. You know, people do that all the time, you know? So, um, but yeah, I'm excited about being on the show. It should be interesting.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. I, uh, I don't normally, uh, um, feel comfortable going out to, uh, other venues like this, but I'm, uh, I'm excited to try it out. Broaden yeah, my that- horizons, spread my wings. And they do it live.
0: All right. I'm out. <laughs> 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 i thought i'd break it, break the news to you on the show here dude <laughs> since we don't do this one live <laughs> <laughs> thank god i mean you know maybe in the future we might uh, you know we'll see how this one goes you might you might find it exciting who knows who knows anyway. maybe
1: we could do a little mini uh live one from uh comic-con or something
0: yeah, and that i think is important which we'll get to later we do have a little comic-con stuff to talk about later yeah. in the show so let's do that all right, dude, um, let's just start out with our weeks in game. What did you do this week?
1: Um, well, this week I actually got a game with you for a little bit, and I was excited about that. We gamed a little bit and did uh, some work on a Forged Alliance path for uh, two of our pub toons, and I, I worked on my counselor. Um, I also, uh, you know, actually did some work during Bounty Contract Week, you know, got about 10 contracts done.
0: Um, I missed that thing completely.
1: Yeah, you did, because
0: uh, you were at Disneyland. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um,
1: and, uh, you know, I had my uh, my monthly stipend of cartel coins, so I bought two cartel packs yesterday. I got one of the Pilgrim packs and one of the Apprentice packs. And, uh, you know, nothing really exceptional in either one, but I did, uh, because of the, uh, the rep uh, token in it, I did reach outsider status with the Freebooters Trade Union. Cool. So, you know, one more level up. Um, and, you know, I... You know, most of the people in the community, you remember, uh, uh, Tor Wars, and uh, you know Jeff and DD are great, but they helped uh, uh, found a guild based on on Tor Wars, and that's what we belong to on our Empire side. And I've just been a little frustrated with them the last couple weeks um, because when we're doing uh, uh, guild guild conquests for um, you know for every week, um, Mm -hmm. I don't normally play with people, so my way to contribute is to. You know, do all the heroics and and stuff for for the the guild conquest. In the last couple of weeks, they just haven't been posting on the uh, the the intro message on where we're supposed to be. It's been like lots of pink stuff on the cartel, and now uh-huh. it's no longer pink. And I'm like, I would like to know where you want me to go.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you can go into the thing and find out. But yeah, usually they do put that on uh, on on the message of the day. Um, you
1: you know, I'm a freaking noob. I don't know how to do that crap. Oh, got make okay, it easy. Gotta make it easy for me.
0: Well, I'll tell them. I mean, I, I have <laughs> I have an end, right? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> nah, dude. Yeah, I I haven't done conquests in. I mean, I can't remember the last time I actively tried to do conquests. I mean, I just I, maybe it's just because I haven't gotten that much time time to sit down and 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 play that off in the last couple of weeks. So yeah, well, I just
1: what I basically do is I just go in there because you know I don't do war zones. I don't do. GSF. I don't do all the other stuff that you get the, the conquest points for, but I do a lot of crafting. So, you know, the crafting you get every week, but there's certain things you should craft. So I go in there and I craft those. But um, um, it also tells you what plants you need to go to, and so I focus on those uh, particular conquests of, you know, getting the 500 people on maquette right. or whatever. So you know, I'd just like to know what I, what I have to focus on in my limited time.
0: That's a good point, man. Let's tell them.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But, that, you know, again, that's communication.
0: <laughs> I know, man. I mean, you know, but think of the communication we're doing right now. You know? We're True. talking to ourselves, and then we're putting it out to everybody else to listen to. It's kind of a weird roundabout way of communicating. So we're getting there, right? People people listen to this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least 600 so far. <laughs> yeah, so far there's a few downloads, so we're good. Um, All right.
1: What did you do this week, Marshall?
0: Um, I... Didn't play much because I was in Disneyland. And yeah. by the time I got back and I tried to get on my laptop, I always bring my laptop with me. I have a nice, uh, uh, you know, razor blade laptop that that can easily do it, even on um, crappy hotel Wi-Fi. But I just, I just would fall asleep. I, it's a long day in the park, you know. Um, You're old. <laughs> I know. But then when I got back, um, I, the first thing I did actually was buy that legacy perk. Um, I used cartel coins because I'm – a kind of poor right now, or my money's actually quite uh, distributed across a bunch of different tunes. so I just used the 400 cartel coins to unlock it, and um, I got to say, it's one of those little legacy, one of those little quality of life things that I didn't think would be a big deal, but man, it's nice just to keep running,
1: you <laughs> and, know? And I forget, how, uh, how much is that for coins?
0: 400.
1: No, not cartel coins, uh, I'm sorry,
0: credits. Oh, credits, is 2 million.
1: Yeah, I don't want to drop that much yet, but I yeah. will.
0: Well, yeah, and then you know, and I just, you know, I got my cartel stipend too, so I didn't I didn't care. I just dropped the 400 cartel coins. I know a lot of people in the community do not use their cartel coins for anything. I don't really care. Sometimes I buy some, sometimes I use them, I don't I just use it. So, um so that's cool. It's nice just to kind of keep running, jump on a mount, um, you know, not have to worry about stopping even though it is about, you know, half a second or whatever it is, but it's still it's still kind of a nice little quality of life thing, so I'm I'm stoked about it.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely be buying those that before I buy the rocket boots. I still don't know why you don't have rocket boots, but is this is this legacy wide? Yeah, indeed, awesome. Because rocket boots are not correct.
0: Well, they are if you, they are.
1: Oh, they are. Okay.
0: Yeah, they are.
1: Yes, yeah, I still like this better than rocket boots. I like rocket boots. Yeah, I know you do. As you pass <laughs> me by, and then I catch up to you at the elevator, and it's like the guy who. Uh, who speeds up past you to get to the red light
0: <laughs> well that's the thing dude i just have to get there first just so i could sit there and wait for you <laughs> i hate you yeah i know <laughs> all right so i also got my sage level 60 uh just earlier this morning which i was stoked about almost Same. done with almost done with Rishi. um it's I, it's kind of actually kind of funny because my sage was the last tune i leveled to 55 and now one of my first ones, I really like the gameplay of the Sage, um, having a really fun time with it, so I just, I leveled her up to 60 earlier today, finishing up Rishi, Rishi, um, I just have that one flashpoint to do, so, um, so that's pretty cool, and then I was working on my Sentinel with you, um, that Sentinel's the one in the Old Republic Dads Guild, um, which I'm sort of, after listening to their last show, um, Old Republic Radio, I'm Kind of thinking, maybe about possibly looking on the website to see if possibly I should join an ops team. This is just—it's <laughs> crazy. There it was a lot of maybes in there, but I, I'm, I'm considering it.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of maybes. It's a lot of maybes. Uh, I gotta I, I gotta level I, this
0: guy to sixty and, and gear him out first, obviously. But you know,
1: yeah, I maybe know that it's a uh, no for me on ops groups.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you—it's—it's it's definitive. Oh, um, absolutely. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, possibly uh, So I started working So I was working on my Sentinel um, And like I said, we, we finished uh, Forge Alliance's Part 1 um, And I'm looking forward to hitting Manon and getting that done Maybe later So Cool um, well, You know what,
1: I, w- you know, I was doing the Manon flashpoint uh, yeah. For the Forge Alliance story the other day On a different tune, And I realized, you know, the, the tanks that you are supposed to destroy To get um, for an achievement Mm-hmm they are not in the flashpoint when you're running it solo. Hmm.
0: Is that only a... I don't know anything about it. Is that a bonus? Is that the bonus boss?
1: No, 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 Uh Just one of the achievements are there's those, like, fuel barrels that are all over Manon when you're doing That's
0: the, right. The tanks. And, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I thought you one, meant, like, tanks like a boss tank.
1: Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no sorry. And one of the... Um, and one of the achievements for for, for, for Manon is to uh, destroy, I think it's a hundred of those or a thousand of those or something. And um, I just noticed when I was going through solo that they are not there for me to destroy.
0: You're right. They aren't. And I've been through that thing a bunch of times too, solo. Well, you know what that means, right?
1: Um, that I'm not going to get my achievement unless I actually <laughs> team up with somebody?
0: I'm going to go ahead and say you're not going to get that achievement, but I wish you luck. I mean I all you know we could go together and then grab with a couple people it's an easy flashpoint but
1: you know what I think I'll do is uh, I'll just go You're going to branch with...
0: out by the end of this dude by the end of this you're going to branch out there I
1: could possibly say. or I'll just find workarounds like I'll go in with my uh, with my <laughs> sage and then be uh, stealthed and just go from <laughs> not worry about killing anybody and just go from tank to tank and destroy it
0: Oh man yeah, anyway. it about
1: five, about 500 times
0: Yeah that doesn't <laughs> sound like fun at all <laughs> All right, dude. So we get into the news here. Yeah. Um uh, like I said there's not a whole bunch of news, but one of the things um we didn't talk about last week, but a lot of the community is talking about, I figured we just touch on it real quick because I think it's a pretty good segue into the next section, but um the other game that Bioware Austin was working on, excuse me, Bioware Austin was working on uh was Shadow Realms and they canceled it. And basically they didn't lay people off, they just kind of put them back into other other places within the business. So basically, you know, they're working on Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Um, and, and, I, and and a lot of the speculation, you know, obviously the focus has got to be on SWOTOR this year, um, obviously with the movie coming out. Right. So the reason I wanted to bring this up was, you know, there has been some speculation out there, but I don't know. what. Do you think there's going to be, have we talked about this, tie-ins at all to Episode 7? We haven't talked about this yet, have we?
1: We haven't. Um, I mean, there's obviously going to be tie-ins you know, all around. Um, hmm. Just cause star Wars, first of all, with starting with George Lucas is all about merchandising. I mean, that's how he yep. made his, his, billions. Yep. Um, and then Disney is, you know, the King of synergy. So it just makes sense that they're going to be doing times. And we're already seeing that with, you know, rebels is, is out. And, um, you know, with the, the newer books that are coming out in that time frame, and the, exactly. the, the recalibration of what the extended universe is and stuff like that. Um, and then, of course, we'll get to the comics a little bit later in this episode, but those are obviously playing right into what's mm-hmm. going to happen. So, um, I think it just makes sense. I mean, granted, it takes place, what, 3,000 Three, years?
0: Yeah, over, I think, 3,500, 3,000, something yeah, like that. Something yeah, something like
1: that. Um, that many years before the events, but especially with the introduction of, of Yavin, which ties heavily into, uh, into episode four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just makes sense that they might, I don't know, throw in a, an event that sets up something that happens later in, in the, the timeline.
0: Well, and one of the things that I think UteniCast was talking about, I think Red was mentioning it, he said, you know, they, they still have not come out and said if Svotor is canon or not, right? Um, so they're kind of just not saying whether it is or whether it isn't. But obviously BioWare has is able to create content in this universe, right? So I'm some of the speculation is it happened so far ahead of time. Anything could change in the meantime. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't know. It'd be nice to see, you know, I don't I wouldn't mind a BB-8, you know, mini pet or something cool. Like, you know, I don't know. Not, you know, like I said, I just think that'd be cool. But um, I'm interested to see what happens. They're obviously going to they're going to do some they're going to do something. Um, for when the movie comes out, I can see that. So,
1: right. When is Darth Bane in the timeline is, uh, in relation to the, uh, the old Republic? Oh, now you're testing
0: me. Um, he is, when does Bane come? Bane is, I think, like a thousand years before the movies. Okay. Some, something like that, because yeah. the, the rule of two is mentioned in, in the prequels. Yes. Um, and that, Result, that yeah. Darth Bane came up with that, um, right? And Bane. Somebody since, will correct us, but right. I, well, I,
1: I. With Bane but. being in the EU, you know he's obviously you know discarded. But the thing is, is he was also introduced at the very end of the Clone Wars right. cartoon, and so he's well, technically canon. Which means the rule of two is technically canon, also because it was in the prequels. So exactly, there's something with that in, um, just with the the huge overarching dominant Jedi and Sith, like Bane, Sidious, mm-hmm. you know, Plagueis, Revan, and they've really focused heavily on Revan in, in Swotor. it right. just kind of makes sense that they might, you know, if nothing else is just a nod to the new movie of just, yeah. t- you know, having Revan do something to tie, you know, to to give a nod to it.
0: Yeah, and some of the speculation when that trailer co- came out was that the, the guy in the forest was Revan and that kind of stuff. You know, I mean there's there's been speculation all over the place but i think i I think you're right there are a lot of things that were introduced from the eu that became canon when they showed up in the clone wars like the dathomir witches and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so like you know there's all kinds of stuff that i think they can kind of pull from i'm just really want thrawn to be canon (laughs) i I love those books so much, and he is one of the most intriguing, most in my most badass characters. It's it's um, it's just so
1: such a popular EU thing that I mean, at the very least, depending on what JJ does, because you know the the Thrawn stuff happened shortly after the original trilogy. Depending on what happens in the next three movies, you know, you might see you know, you know, decade down the line that they might. Re-release the books as canon.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, I just want to see him. I want to see him. On, I want to see him in the movies. I want one of the spin-off movies to be thrown. That's that what I want. would absolutely that would be cool. But I honestly don't think
1: that's going to happen. Although it would be awesome.
0: A man can dream. A man <laughs> can dream. All right. Uh, next news story, and this was kind of sad, um, but good, and sad. Uh, Courtney Woods, who is a longtime member of the community team, um, is leaving the community team. Um, but she is not leaving Bioware. She has been moved to, uh, a writing position as one of the writers for, for Bioware. Yeah. I mean, granted, I'm going to be sad not seeing her at the next, at the cantinas, um, and that kind of thing. But she pretty much, she got her dream job and that's pretty much my dream job. So I'm pretty happy for her and super jealous at the same time. Um, I, you know writing is obviously something i love to do and it's very hard to break into writing for games let alone writing novels and getting published and stuff like that so you know we'll talk about her her uh, you know her blogs a little in a minute but i mean i wish her the best of luck i'm super stoked for her. i love her writing i think she's gonna i think she's gonna be awesome i can't wait to find out what she's working on you know I mean? absolutely so.
1: congrats courtney
0: yeah, and Bioware is filling her position. I looked at it, I kinda want the job also. Mm-hmm. Um, moving to Austin would be a problem, but um
1: Yeah, I'm not sure the missus would be uh, all yeah. in on that.
0: Well man, I mean I've been I've wanted to work in the gaming industry forever. This is probably as close as I'm gonna get, but I mean I moved up to Seattle to try to do that back in the day. But um yeah, it'd be it, you know, I would love to try to go for that job if I wasn't here, married, kids. Pretty rooted, you know. Um <laughs> But I, I would love to do the, be on the community team. I think it would be fun. Um, so who, best of luck to whoever goes for that job. So, all right. So one other news item, uh, like I said, very light news week. Uh, the community cantina in Boston was canceled um, a couple of days ago. Um, Eric basically put a post up. Uh, it basically had to do with the weather. Um, as Dude, you the, could,
1: the weather in New England is ridiculous.
0: Oh, it's terrible right now. Um, so it's just, it's kind of gnarly out there. So basically he says, unfortunately, I'm here to deliver some bad news. Due to the crazy, crazy winter the Northeast has been getting hit with, we're going to cancel our Boston Cantina event. And again, this was around PAX. Um, it was going to be, and again, they were going to change the community cantinas to include uh, information, new information. So what he does go on to say, he says, however, as you know, at our cantinas, it has been our goal to change up the format a little bit focus less on the Q and a and more on a presentation or something akin to that where we can deliver new information. Well, we were going to take our plans from PAX East and wrap them, wrap that into a live stream. I don't have the exact date yet. My guess is we will do a live stream the week after PAX, where we talk, where we will talk about what's coming in the future. So we're still going to get the info. It's just the people planning to go to that event. Can't
1: no free drinks for them.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. I like, I like free drinks,
1: <laughs> free drinks are good.
0: Exactly. All right, man. So uh, real quick, I just you know discussion topic was basically piggybacking on the idea of uh, of um, Courtney Woods moving to a writing position. Just her her two blogs she has up: um, the Price of Power and One Night in, in the Dealer's Den. I actually read the One Night in Dealer's Den um, a couple days ago. It's it's damn good, man. It's about you know Theron Sean. You know, getting into some trouble, um, and it does take place after um, after the the whole deal uh, in our timeline where we're at right now. So, mm-hmm. in, yeah, instead of like maxing and relaxing afterwards, you know, he gets talked into going out and you know shenanigans and suits. It's definitely worth a, re- a read. So, I mean, um, you know, I don't I don't want to spend all day talking about it, but at the same time, um, it's worth it's worth reading. And if that's any um, you know any indication of what Courtney's capable of, she's going to do great. So.
1: Well, if they're letting her write about stuff that's post-current timeline, yeah. then they're obviously sharing some stuff with her about what she can and can't touch on. So, Courtney, mm. if you're listening, hit me up with some info.
0: <laughs> She'll get right on that, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, She's like, who are you? Did, <laughs> I,
1: did I meet you at a cantina once? I'm like, yes, you did. Yes, you did one time. Yes. You don't remember <laughs> me. <laughs> no.
0: uh, she'd be very nice about it, though. Of course she would. <laughs> All right. Um... Remember, she was the one... She had the Disney wedding. Do you remember that? No, I didn't hear about Did that. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, she got married uh, at Disney World. That is um, awesome. Yeah, it was, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I, I talked to her about it briefly. Uh, the last canteen I was at, I was pretty jealous because you know, I ran that by the wife. She wasn't having it. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's all good. Um, so, anything else, World tour-wise, we want to talk about this week? I mean, like I said, there wasn't much news. Um... You know, uh, I think that's, that's all I have.
1: Yeah, no, I think that covers uh, SWIFT War.
0: Cool. Um, real quick, before we leave this segment, um, we do have our refer-a-friend links at theusualpodcast.com on our About page. So if, if you did listen to this section, which is shorter than normal, um, and you are interested in playing the game, check us out. We might get some stuff, and you'll enjoy a good game. <laughs> so, Star Wars section of the show... Which this week, uh,
1: ironically, is more leaning towards, towards Disney, but you know,
0: Yeah, this is going to be a Disney-heavy uh, Star Wars section, but look, they're, they're technically kind of one of the same now, right?
1: They are. It's all part of the Disney right. company.
0: All right. Well, welcome to the Star Wars section of the show. Here we go. Um, all right, so discussion topic week, this week, I went to Disneyland. I hate you,
1: I hate you, I hate you so
0: much. And fortunately, my children, hatred aside, my children are old enough, or old enough, old enough and tall enough to go on most of the rides in the park. And our favorite ride as a family um, was Star Tours. And man, that ride is good. Um, It is a good ride. I actually got to, we went on it at least six times. It was five (laughs) or six, I can't remember. I think Um, you've got a problem, dude. Yeah, I mean... But the, the cool thing about it is it does, it's random, you know, where you go in different sections, how the intro starts. Sometimes it's Vader. Sometimes it's this, uh, you know, droid looking for a spy on the ship. Right. I mean, if you've never been on it and you go to the park, obviously if you're listening to this, you're, you're going to check it out. But, um, we did, it was a Tatooine heavy trip. So we did do a lot of pod racing. Not that pod racing is bad, but I don't think that's their, their best one personally. But, um, but I, we know we never got Hoth and, you know, some of the other ones that, that I've gotten before. So Right. Um, but it was still great. Um, I got the bounty hunter a couple times. I love that, that <laughs> scene. Uh, it's so much fun. And I got to be the spy once.
1: Well, we already yeah. know you're always the villain.
0: Yeah, I'm always the villain. But I actually, this time, dude, I got to be a spy. It was awesome. That is cool. That's, yeah, I was pretty happy about it. Congrats. Um, They kind of cut my head off in the picture a little bit, but... um, (laughs) Well, it's
1: because you're so tall. Oh, wait a
0: second. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, dude, so, uh, you know, Star Tours was great. Disney overall was awesome. Um, I did want to talk a couple minutes before we get to more Star Wars-centric stuff. Just one of the things that stood out to me, um, because we usually go in February... Um, is a lot of the rides that's kind of a lot a time where they refurbish a lot of rides. Yeah, it's um, traditionally
1: it's the, the the closing time for for
0: Thunder Mountain, right? And we had not been on Thunder Mountain in at least I don't even know if we've my kids have never been on it. Um, so it's got to be at least five years. Right. Um, and oh man, have you the the changes on that? Um, I'll talk about some other rides in a minute, but we might as well go to Thunder Mountain. I mean, they've, they, you know, obviously they've repainted, they've done all the stuff that right. they do, um, but they actually changed parts of the ride. Um, for example, the last tunnel where usually, you know, back in the day, those, the rocks looked like they were going to fall and, and they had the rocks tumbling in the back when you get to the top. Right. Um, now they have along the, along the cavern. Now the rocks aren't moving. It looks like it's wrapped in like, even uh, you know, like fuses. Is basically what it is, and they're all like lit lighting up from like random lanterns that have broken.
1: Oh, that's cool, and
0: they're and they're running and they're sparking and running up the walls, and there's explosions going off as you go up the ramp. Um, it's it's phenomenal, and then when you get to the top, there's this huge explosion. It's it's pretty sweet. Um, so that that was neat, uh, but it, it did feel the same overall, though. Um, well, yeah, that was the biggest. I mean, exchange. they're
1: not going to reposition the track. It's all about theming.
0: Yeah, no. It, overall, the ride is awesome. I'm so glad we got to go on it. We went on it, I think, four times. <laughs> um, the, the kid The kids loved it. Um, it. It was It was a lot of fun. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, one of the other rides that changed was Alice. And this is a ride that we go on all the time. We're big. My wife and I love Alice in Wonderland. Um, we actually recently bought the old books for the kids and reading them. The you know the actual text, you know? Right. Um, and it was really, really fun, but they changed, they made some subtle changes to it to where they just put like some, um, actual moments from the film in there. So like the first ramp, when you go down instead of seeing, uh, what was at the bottom of that ramp when the door opens now, when the door opens, you see Alice there from the film chasing the white rabbit. Um, and then at the end, It was pretty cool, too. When you go down the ramp, they changed... Oh, they put a bunch of digital effects in the rose garden scene. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, you know, when the queen hits the little gopher ball thingy, um, it's like a little animated thing instead of just that weird bounce-in-the-dark thing it used to be. Uh So it, like, goes through a a rose bush and then hits a tree trunk, and it's pretty funny. Um, And then when you get to the queen, there's actual cards behind her flying up everywhere and digitally animated cards telling you to stop before you go to the outside portion um it is it's is pretty cool man i yeah, gotta it's, say
1: it's, basically it sounds like they're they're starting to upgrade the older uh, dark rides to uh, incorporate the technology of you know the modern winnie the pooh and cars rides which have a lot more digital animation inside
0: exactly and the cars ride thankfully that was not closed that ride was awesome sadly we only got to go on it once the line's crazy but um it, it was a lot of fun and winnie the pooh was closed this year so i'm interested to see if they're going to update any part of that ride too, so even and though that's that, one of the more modern dark rides,
1: it is it is really modern. So that just might be a common refurbishment, but um, it's also you got to remember this is coming up on the 60th anniversary of this July, so uh, they're going to be doing major refurbishments of everything just to get it ready for you know for the crowds and you know whatever event they're going to be doing. Um,
0: actually, it's, well, and that and that whole side of the park was closed. Splash Mountain was closed. Yeah, all of um, Critter Country is closed right now. Yeah, all of Critter Country
1: is closed. Actually, the the official 60th anniversary is only a couple of days after Comic Con this year. So, oh really? Who knows? Maybe we can talk the misses into uh, I don't know. Maybe letting you fly out of uh, John Wayne Airport instead of San Diego.
0: Done. <laughs> Let's do it. And just oh, I this- have to talk to the wife about it first, don't I?
1: Yeah, just drive up to San Diego and you and I can have a, a friend's day at Disneyland.
0: Sounds awesome, dude. I'm excited about that. It does.
1: You know, I was, I just, I was putting into the, the show outline tonight about mentioning the 60th anniversary and it reminded me of, you know, I've been going to Disneyland for, you know, decades now. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was uh, nine years old and we went to the 30th anniversary in 1985. And the way that they celebrated that year is they were just giving away tons of free prizes at the gate, right? Yeah. And, I remember this. Yeah, and, and I God, you
0: were, like, what, five?
1: <laughs> no, dude, I remember. I and, remember, uh, dude. We got... I
0: remember. I yeah. went every year. So, anyways, the,
1: what I remember most about this is they were giving away cars to, like, every, I don't know, 10,000th person through the gate or something. Mm-hmm. So, they were giving away, like, you know, eight or nine, ten cars a day. And um, we went through the gates, and the person right behind me uh, oh won the God. car. I mean, I was oh. nine years old. What is I going to do with a car? But, you know, it's... still yeah, it's it's funny. And then, you know, after you and I met, we went for the 45th anniversary in 2000. And I don't know if you remember, but we went with that, that big group, and it was you and me and Kai oh, and yeah, Allie and Kaylee and Steve and a whole bunch of other people. I mean, there's we all loaded up in an old minivan I had, and we drove down.
0: Oh, my God. We almost died, but it was fun. Um, no, that, that was a hell of a trip, man. I, I remember that. And the thing I remember about back in the day, 80s, though, they used to give things out kind of a lot, I feel like, like at the gate. More often than they do now, because um, I remember we get like little, you know, they give you little things. I don't remember all of it, but I never got a car, sadly. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but yeah, man, um, I think we should definitely do that on the way back from Comic Con this year. Let's 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 stop off and see what they're doing. That would be so a maybe, we, maybe we'll win a car. Maybe <laughs> we'll win a car. Right? Uh, we'll see. Um, but as far as anything else, Star Wars um, in Disney, just the usual stuff, you know. Um, always got to stop off in the in the store after what's the store called star trader um you know and all that um but they they there's definitely a bigger push in some of the outside stores too i mean you can definitely see the star wars sections growing so i'm really interested to see what we get when episode seven comes
1: yeah i mean like we said uh, star wars is all based on merchandising so they're going to be having a ton of stuff Um, exactly yeah i mean honestly i wouldn't they, they already have, like, a Star Wars section in the Ex- to Star Tours in, right. in, in Star Trader. Um, you know, you can build, like, your own lightsaber and stuff like that. I honestly wouldn't put it past them to, for them to um, close down Captain EO for, um, you know, the couple months or something mm-hmm. and have a 3D adventure going on in there. Yeah, that would be cool. I haven't heard anything, but, it, you know, it, it just well, sounds like something Disney would do.
0: You know, we met, We didn't see it, but they had something for Big Hero Six going on in Captain EO right now. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I didn't. That was dumb. I kept seeing it and going, "Oh, I should go and check it out," and we never did. They also have the 3D theater over
1: in uh, the Hollywood Backlot in California Adventure. Um, that they, because you know they've got the Muppet 3D. Um, right. But when they're right now, it's frozen. Yeah, when they're pushing a big 3D event, um, like when Tron Legacy came out. They were really pushing that, and you went in and you were able to go watch, you know, 10 minutes of the film or something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Frozen stuff is off the hook right now. I mean, that whole section, they even had a thing where you can go in and there's, like, snow on the ground and you can ride a toboggan, and, like, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the line...
1: Frozen is just, like, printing money right now.
0: Oh, my God. The line to see Olaf was, like, two hours, and (laughs) then... And then just a ride to Toboggan was like an hour. We just took the kids and they touched snow for the first time, which is awkward. Um, You know, I wanted to take them to the snow at some point, but seeing snow for the first time in a building at Disneyland was kind of weird. That would be weird. But anyway, yeah. But anyway, um, there's a lot of that right now. We don't need to talk about Frozen. Who cares? We're in Star Wars land. So let's (laughs) talk about that. Um, So one of the things I wanted to talk about this week was Star Wars Celebration, mostly because we wish we were going. Yes, Um, we do. (laughs) but they came out with a um a list of the the people the special guests and i mean it's the people you would assume are going to be there um god i wish i was going jj's going to be there um jimmy bullock's going to be there um anthony daniels dave filoni um and you know from star wars rebels right carrie fisher uh Taylor Gray, who does um he does Ezra's voice, right? Yeah. Um, in Rebels, Mark Hamill. I mean Peter Mayhew, Vanessa Marshall, who we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. Uh one of my favorite voice actresses. She does Swotor voice and stuff too. She's awesome. Um, she's gonna be there. Kathleen Kennedy, uh, Ray Park's gonna be there, Freddie Prince Jr. It looks like all the Rebels are gonna be there. Yeah. Taya Sirkar, I think is how her name is pronounced, she's gonna be there too. Um, Kenny Baker, I mean, I mean, I don't have to go through all of these. Steve Sansweet, obviously, is the a, uh, guy who runs Rancho, Rancho Obi-Wan, who is I met a, actually at Comic-Con. Is market. Jason Isaacs going to be there? I don't see... Let me look at this, actually. Oh, I didn't go all the way down. James Arnold Taylor is going to be there. Um, I, didn't, I don't see Jason Isaacs. Bummer. He's one of my but, favorite uh, actors.
1: And he's fantastic on Rebels.
0: Yeah. It is definitely a a hell of a list, dude, i got to say. Well, next year. Um, Next year.
1: Well, you know, the cool thing about it now is it's not like, you know, every ten years you're going to be coming out with a new Star Wars movie or whatever. It's like every year now. So no matter what, Star Wars Celebration is the first one we go to, they're going to be hyping a new movie. And who knows if next year's is the Han Solo movie or Boba Fett movie or whatever they decide to make the the Solo. I mean, they already know, but whatever they finally release to us, what they've decided on... What the solo movie's gonna be, that's what we're gonna go go see.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I don't know, man. I'm I'm in, I'm ready. I really wanna go. Uh I wish we could make this year work, but it's just I gotta focus on Comic Con and various other things this year. So Yeah, uh, absolutely. So the other thing I wanna talk about around celebration, and I kinda talk back and forth with the guys from Coffee with Kenobi sometimes. Um if you never listened to that podcast it's awesome it's a it's a strictly Star Wars podcast but it's mostly they talk about you know they dissect characters they talk about mythology and and they're also teachers they teach it um they teach their students uh they're part of the you know Star Wars in the classroom and all of that. It's a really good podcast. They actually had their wives on on the last podcast talking about relationships in Star Wars. It was pretty funny. Neither of their wives are Star Wars fans and it was kind of it was kind of funny listening to them try to talk about Star Wars with non-Star Wars fans. Um, It was, it was really interesting.
1: Okay. Actually, it's really funny you brought that up about relationships. I was uh, watching, I was on Facebook the other day and one of my friends from Seattle posed Hmm. the question openly on Facebook. How do you get a person who has never seen Star Wars to want to see Star Wars?
0: Hmm. It's a good question.
1: I mean, obviously it was, you know, probably somebody that he was seeing or, or, you know, whatever, but it just, it, it, like I was flummoxed; I didn't know how to answer it for him.
0: I'm like, "Well, what I do since I'm, like, I'm a teacher, I just Wars. show it in my classroom because they can't go." Yeah, you have so. a captive
1: audience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but a non-captive audience? I don't know. Did you Did you have a response? I cut you off.
1: Sorry. No, I was all flummoxed. I didn't know what I was going to say. So actually, I haven't. <laughs> I, I need to go back to his page tonight and check out what he, what uh, the responses were.
0: Well, and it was interesting listening to the coffee with Kenobi guys talking. Dan and Corey, they're really nice guys, but they're you know their wives are like, we like that the kids are into it. We like that they like it. But, you know, and I kind of feel like, you know, my wife's kind of the same way. She likes it. We watch Rebels together and stuff, too. But she's not nearly a Star Wars fan any, anywhere close that, you know, that you and I are people listening to this. You are, know, so. few are. So. Well, we are. <laughs> I am. Uh, so, but anyway, I wanted to kind of Coffee with Kenobi. They did mention they they said that they I told them, um I had talked about talked with them kind of briefly about possibly blogging for them and. And they've kind of, they, you know, honestly, right now they are huge. They are, and this is why I'm bringing this up. Um, I was just kind of talking to them, you know, emailed them and I said, hey, you know, I started a podcast. We talk about Star Wars and stuff. They said, hey, we'll talk about it on the next show. And then, of course, I had to start the email by saying congrats on uh, Star Wars Anaheim. So for the first time ever, Star Wars Celebration is going to do a podcast stage. So, Star Wars centric podcasts can go up, and they have an hour slot to do their show live.
1: That is awesome. I mean, it just shows how how podcasting is just exploding and is being taken as a as a true medium, and you know, different from you know, radio and TV. And it I mean, it has its own place in the media culture.
0: Exactly, and and the cool thing about this is um, they have a bunch of different podcasts on here. Um, I listen to several of them, but Coffee with Kenobi is actually first on Thursday. Um, and I just you know I was stoked you know they I tweeted something about our show and they retweeted it and they kind of sent it out to their people and it was really neat. Best of luck to them on their first live show, you know, in Star Wars Anaheim. I can't I God I'd be nervous but it'd be fun. That would um, be a lot of fun. And then and then Rebels Report who actually I met the guy one of the guys last year at Comic Con we were sitting there a couple rows in front of Steve Sans suite for a Rebels panel. And I talked to this. I talked to him, and we had a really nice time. Um, but they're on the stage next after them, and then I mean the list goes on and on. I mean, I'm sure some people listen to some of these. I've listened to Skywalking Through Neverland before as well. Um, and Full of Sith is there. Fangirls Going Rogue is also good. They'll be there. Um, Tossy Station Radio um, and another Rebels podcast. I mean, there's a bunch. It would just be really cool to actually be part of Star Wars Celebration, right?
1: yeah absolutely i mean we gotta we gotta go see you know toshi station if nothing else to pick up some power converters
0: i mean we need power converters right who doesn't need power (laughs) converters indeed (laughs) all right uh so congrats to those guys uh all the best and um you know we'll definitely be listening for that show i think it'll be fun
1: absolutely looking forward to hearing it
0: and all right let's move on to our last little topic for star wars section uh, we want to talk about the Star Wars comics. We 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 are caught up, are we not? Um, we are, and they are phenomenal. Oh man, they're so good. All right, so I'm still working on a little blog post I'm gonna put up this week about kind of in general, maybe just some reasons why you would, why anybody would want to read these. Um, mostly for Star Wars fans, are a must, obviously. But um, so we're gonna talk briefly, I guess, about Star Wars One and Two, which are out, and then Vader Number One yes. as well. So. Uh, before we get into what our impressions are, I bought, remember I said on the last show, my local shop didn't have star Wars number one. So I went there a few days ago and they actually right well, when I got back from vacation actually and they had star Wars one, two and the Vader one. So I picked up two and the Vader one. So I read star Wars one digitally. Right. And then I read star Wars two and Vader number one, you know, hard copy. I don't know. It's I kind of want to talk digital versus hard copy real quick because I kind of like the digital one. <laughs> um, I love digital. Um, I feel like that's hold on. I feel like that's blasphemy though, right? I mean, is comics a, are meant to be held, right? Right? They are.
1: Acted boarded. <laughs> they are. But I will say that you know if anybody's you know been listening to our podcast um, since the beginning, they remember in episode one I mentioned them. I'm, I'm really going digital with all my media, right? And, uh, you know, I mentioned some tools that I use to to help me with that. And it's just it's so much easier um, because of just my living situation. I mean, I'm back in school right now. You know, heck, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm living in a dorm room. So I'm very (laughs) limited on my space and moving capacity. And so, you know, paper is heavy. I've really had to cut down the amount of books that I have. Um, So, you know, I bought a a Samsung Tab 4 uh, before this last quarter. And, you know, mostly to carry my... My textbooks, but um, you know, I just now I'm starting to download the digital copies, and it's cheaper. It's much more compact. It's much more mobile. I'm mean, gonna I just throw my tab in my back pocket, and then in between classes, I can pull it out and read some uh, X-Men or some Star Wars or you know whatever.
0: Yeah, and I I find I don't I find I don't read them if they're not digital. Like my wife got me some comics for Christmas. Um, I have a few comics I bought when the comic shop opened here. I still haven't read some of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the moment I downloaded Star Wars number one, pretty much a couple hours later on my break, I read it.
1: Yeah, well, it's because you know, what you're, what I mean? you know nowadays your phone and your tablet are always with you. Um, right. You don't have to carry around you know five comic books.
0: And I, and I realize it's the same thing with audiobooks for me, too. Like I read, I listen, I read, quote unquote, I listen to audiobooks rather than sitting and I have not sat and read a hard copy book in a, in a few years I but I've listened to dozens of audiobooks. you know what I'm saying exactly so I you know I don't know I, I I see your point I'm with you but for some reason ever since I was a kid I remember this Thor comic I had and I just loved it um, but I wish I still had it but I mean I just it feels like if I'm gonna buy a comic I should go to the store and buy a comic I don't know that's just no that's I mean- the only argument I have <laughs>
1: no, Duncan, I mean, I, I am a, a book purist for the most part. I mean, I do still have, you know, tens of thousands of digital books and everything that I, that I can bring up. But it's, you know, there's a certain smell that's brought out by, you know, yeah. degrading books, right? And um, same thing with with, uh, with comic books. Um, yeah, It just kind of takes you back to a certain, you know, time, right? But, you know, you can have the hard copies, but you can also go digital.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that's the English teacher in me, too. I mean, I, I love books. I always have loved books. I still have some of the first fantasy novels I ever read sitting on the shelf behind me. You know, um, you know I'll never get rid of them, but I also probably will never read them again. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, but I bet if it was on a tablet and I was on vacation, I might pop it open and read it. I, you know, I don't know. I, it's one of those things. But anyway, let's not, let's not keep going on about that. But uh, So let's talk about our impressions. Of, do you want to start with the Star Wars 1 and 2?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I found, you know, all three very entertaining. Um, mm. The the Star Wars 1 and 2 storyline was really cool because, you know, when you're watching the, the original uh, trilogy, you know, you go from Luke basically having no skills in A New Hope. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's doing his training in in Empire, but then all of a sudden he's a, a Jedi, you know, right. full-fledged Jedi Master in, uh, or at least Jedi Knight in, in Jedi but it's kind of cool where you don't see, I mean, in, in the EU, you know, they had books of, you know, Splinter and the, Mind, sure. the Mind's Eye and, and other ones where it kind of delves into that. But with the storyline, it's kind of cool because you see a a a, a meeting between Darth and, and and Luke and, you know, you just see how, spoilers. Luke, sorry, spoilers, <laughs> and you just see how, you know, the difference in skill and it's just, it's yeah. really kind of cool.
0: Yeah, so let's should we I mean I don't know if we want to dive into the story all the way, but like let's just kind of give a thing out there, just we are gonna maybe have a couple spoilers. So if you don't haven't read it yet and and don't want it spoiled for you, skip forward a couple of minutes. But <laughs> um but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. That at the end of Star Wars number one, I I was just like, Well, I'm gonna buy number two like right now because you know, seeing Vader and and Luke meet – and it's not when we thought they first met. Exactly. It's it's pretty damn cool. Um. And and you're right. The the disparity in the skill level between them is crazy. Um. And Vader. I mean, obviously, it's no match for Vader, and obviously, nobody really is at that point.
1: Uh. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just you know, when he when he basically just uses the force and pulls Luke's saber out of his hand was just awesome. But yeah. what I loved is uh, I believe it was in in Star Wars two. When you know, there's an explosion, and then you see a, a a viewpoint from behind Vader, and his helmet is off.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. And yes. you
1: see the the trooper come up and just sees him, and the trooper's stumbling over his words, and <laughs> and it's just like, that is so cool.
0: <laughs> and then he brutally murders the stormtrooper, which I thought was important. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I guess we are getting into spoilers. But yeah, I loved that. And the lead-up to that I thought was awesome, because you get the banter between Leia and Han. Oh, absolutely. You know? She's doing the same thing she's doing in episode four. He's being ornery and trying, you know what I mean? And But you can tell there's, and even on the page, I can hear their voices. You can see the chemistry between them on the page. It's really, really well yeah, done.
1: Yeah, that whole scene in in, in Star Wars 2 reminded me of the scene in... Uh, Empire? Yeah, it's in Empire when she's trying to turn that thing on yeah. the falcon and he comes up from behind and,
0: and right when uh, they're in the cave or the not cave exactly <laughs> and it just it had the
1: same sort of feel so it so did. the writing is is really spot on to keep it within the saga and dude, uh, and yeah han's han's banter is just it's on it's harrison ford <laughs> it's just great
0: and that was one of my one of my points in in the blog i'm working on too is the fact that for the very i mean he's one of the first characters you see in star wars number one and the moment he comes into the panel it's just like you know it's han you know he you know and all the artwork is spot on obviously but the dialogue it's him you know what i mean yeah. and he's just like he's informal he's ornery and and he's hilarious and i I've, i i you know some everybody loves luke but i was always a, i loved han solo he was always my favorite right. um, favorite character so when the when it started with him i was in so
1: yeah the 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 artwork in the Star Wars ones are, are really good, but I I just I fell in love with the artwork in the Vader comic. I mean the so artwork good. by it's uh, Salvador La Roca, and it's phenomenal. I mean it yeah. it's as close to photorealistic as I've ever seen in a comic book. Um yeah. granted I haven't read comics in a long time, but this is I mean, you look at the way Han looks in the Star Wars ones and then you look at the way Han looks in the Vader one and it's phenomenally different. I mean, they're yeah. both really talented, but just the, the realism in the, the Vader comic is, is fantastic. And I'm looking forward to seeing more from, uh, from LaRocca.
0: Yeah. And I can't, I can't wait for the second one of that. I, I love, I, I like that, you know, Vader's almost season He kind of gets in some trouble. You know what I mean? He's kind of yeah. let down, kind of let the emperor down. He's like, well, now I got to fix this. And, and you know, the, it's very sithy the way they're behaving there. One is doing something. The other one's doing something. Right. Um, it's 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 really cool i'm 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 really looking forward to to that series and you're right the artwork is great i love the scene with Jabba. um i thought that was really cool you can almost tell Jabba's you know hand on the button waiting for him to get to the trap door and obviously vader's not going to fall for that but exactly um but i thought that was cool
1: yeah the uh and actually the the second issue of that series uh, should be available by the time this uh, podcast is up on itunes
0: all right well we'll read it and talk about it next week um, and one thing I noticed because I was reading the hard copies is that there were advertisements for a standalone Leia series yep. that's coming out in March. And then a Kanan one that's going to come out in April based off of uh, you know Kanan, obviously, from Star Wars Rebels.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for both of those because you don't actually get too much standalone Leia stuff in the EU, right? Right. I mean, basically, the courtship of Princess Leia is as close as you get from, from my memory.
0: Um, well, there was one that I never finished, mostly because the narrator on Audible it came out a couple years ago, Razor's Edge. Uh-huh. Um, and then there was another one; um, I think it's called. It's with Han. Uh, they're kind of part of the same series. Um, I never, I didn't finish either one of them, but um, I mean that's a, that's probably saying something, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see what they do with Leia because I, you know, I loved her in Star Wars One and Two. I mean, she's socking fools in the face and. You know, being you know, Boston, Han around. I mean, that's Leia. So yeah, I'm well, ready.
1: exactly. And since these take place between uh, episodes one and two, you know, she's not officially like part of that crew yet. I mean, at, at the end of one, the, the guys were walking away, and she had already awarded them their 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 medals. And then at the beginning of two, you know, she's in the the same you know bunker as them on Hoth, but you know, they were obviously not hanging together in between. Um, yeah, it all seems the time. like they're not. Right, right. So it'd be really kind of cool to see what she's doing in her capacity as rebel leader.
0: All right, man. Well, anything else for Star Wars? We uh, That was a hell of a Star Wars section man. Yeah, that was a good Star Wars section. <laughs> all right, so we're moving on to Section 3 of Geek and Pop Culture. I will let you take it away, and I will continue to sip my beer. Ah! What the
1: hell is going on? It's Cheryl. She's in the cockpit. I think she's trying to kill us all.
0: Oh, good. Woof. For a second there, I thought I drank too much. <laughs>
1: Alright, a uh, little disclaimer, we are recording this at uh, about 8.30 on Saturday night, the 21st, so the Oscars are tomorrow, but by the time you listen to this, the Oscars will have already <laughs> happened. Uh, so let's just assume that I swept my pool by getting every single one right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, no, I'm kidding.
1: Actually, I'm, I am going to write... Or no, the- wait,
0: congratulations, oh, I should say. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs> um, I'm actually, am going to write up a quick, uh, a quick blog, um, with my predictions and I'll be sure to get that, uh, up on the website before the Oscars start tomorrow evening.
0: Sweet. But
1: I will give a quick heads up to the major awards and what my predictions are going to be. Um, for best picture, I am picking Boyhood and it's director, Rinkl- uh, Richard Linklater, um, for best director. Um, I think Michael Keaton. Is he's gonna, the one that did Slacker, right? He did do Slacker, which inspired Kevin yeah. Smith. But he also did Days of Confused and and uh, many other things. Not about that movie. Um, I, I'm picking Michael Keaton to win Best Actor, which you know might be kind of an upset. People are picking him and Eddie Redmayne, but you know Eddie Redmayne is just so young. He's going to be back again, and this just might be Keaton's only shot. What's and, the
0: movie? Uh, he was in Birdman oh that's right i didn't see that um i heard about it
1: yeah um i'm picking julianne moore for best actress from still alice um i love her for best supporting actor it's uh i think it's just hands down jk simmons role to lose or award to lose uh he played the uh the drumming teacher in whiplash and okay. then uh, patricia arquette for uh boyhood um i think those are the the main winners Cool. Um, so I, I didn't mean, see
0: any of those movies.
1: <laughs> I'm, you know, as you know me for years, Marshall. I'm a huge Oscars fan, so I'm really looking forward. Know. to know tomorrow night. Um, I'm glad we didn't
0: record tomorrow night then, because you wouldn't have wanted to do it. <laughs> uh, well, you would have been doing the show solo by myself.
1: <laughs> um, then the next bit of news is um, there's been some rumblings for a little bit about um, an X Files uh, revamp coming not necessarily revamp, but a coming back together. And, uh, I, was I listen- heard about this. Yeah. And I was listening to uh real time with Bill Maher last week. And David Duchovny was on because he'd written a book and, uh, he flat out asked him. and David Duchovny said, it looks really good. Uh, they're going nice. to be doing a, uh, a little, um, mini season, you know, that have become extremely popular now, you know, like nine, 10 episodes. Um, and Chris Carter is going to be coming back. Jillian Anderson is going to be taking, uh, is going to be doing it. In between uh, her seasons of the fall, which she does for, um, I believe it's BBC. So that's really good. Cool. So cool. X Files fans, you know, there's going to be more truth out there. Were, were you much of an X Files
0: fan? I, I, I mean, I was. I watched X-Files a X Files fan. I watched, uh, yeah.
1: you know, all the seasons, and you know, I bought the 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 videotapes when they came out. I bought the trading cards. I I got into. Um, some of the comics that they had, they had the companion books that they came out with every season. Yeah, I was a really big X Files fan.
0: So I'm wondering one of the things one of the things I heard about with this is they not it may not be like a full blown season, like maybe a miniseries or something. Do you know anything more about that? I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's just what what David Kevney said is it's probably gonna be more like the seasons we see with like True Detective and Fargo and Okay. Um, Because you know how, um, you know, basic season orders are 22 to 24 episodes that you get on TV. um, And then when you're watching anything on cable, it's traditionally about 13 episodes, which is like what you get with, uh, you know, say Breaking Bad or um, Sopranos or Archer. Um, Right. But when you're doing an online uh, program uh, or um, some uh, more recent uh, paid cable Shows you uh, they're they're going about nine to ten episodes, which is very um, uh, reminiscent of what the BBC does, because Definitely. The, yeah, the BBC like Orphan
0: Black I think is like ten, yeah episodes or exactly something like that, yeah,
1: um so so that's the way they're they're gonna be uh, gonna be doing it, and I think it's fantastic. Um, also, uh, last week was SNL's uh, Saturday Night Live's 40th anniversary. Did you get to watch any of that? Uh, I did not. Are you much of an SNL fan?
0: Uh, I, I go back and forth. I haven't really watched in the last probably five or six years too much. Like when my parents are in town, I think we usually watch it. Right. Um, but I mean, I used to watch it, you know, 15 years ago. I think I used to watch it a lot more. Well, you know, um, you
1: definitely, it definitely goes through, you know, highs and lows. I mean, any show that's been on the air for 40 years. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I think I kind of stopped watching around the time when, uh, Keenan came on. Uh huh. Um, but even though I really liked him because I used to, when I was a kid, I used to watch the Keenan Kelso. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. You um, know, what's
1: really funny? I believe he's in his at least 10th season, maybe 12th. Yeah. He is yeah, actually so. uh, really close to catching up to Tim Meadows and, um, uh, oh, I'm, I can see him. I'm drawing a blank on his name. The guy who does, uh, Bill Clinton, um,
0: Oh, I know who you're talking about. Hammond, I don't remember his name. Daryl Hammond. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um yeah. for for longest running uh cast member
0: it's, it's just it's great. Um
1: Yeah,
0: I like him a lot.
1: Yeah. Um so, you know, I'm just going to do a, a touch on a couple things. I'm just going to you know, do a quick good, bad and the ugly. Um cool. My my highlights were Celebrity Jeopardy was was freaking hilarious as it always is <laughs> with uh Will Ferrell and uh Daryl Hammond doing uh um Sean Connery. Um, And most people don't remember that the original Celebrity Jeopardy uh, skits had uh, Norm Macdonald playing Burt Reynolds before they started bringing in Sean Connery. (laughs) And so Burt Reynolds popped his head in. So it was really cool. That's awesome. Uh, The intro is traditionally just a monologue by the host, but they had multiple uh, hosts come in for the monologue. So you had like, uh, you know, Steve Martin and Tom Hanks and Miley Cyrus Uh and uh, Paul McCartney and Paul Simon and just a whole bunch of people. Um, one of my favorite all-time skits is The Californians, which is a hilarious spoof on a, a soap opera, and they just brought back pretty much everybody who was in it. The big thing from this one is uh, Bradley Cooper played a pool boy, and, um, <laughs> and Betty White played a matriarch, and they ended up smooching on camera, and that was pretty funny.
0: Uh, I love Betty White. I, never, I don't remember the Californians one, but I do remember the one you're going to say next, so go for it.
1: <laughs> well, th- one of the most popular... Uh, saturday night live skits of all time is of course wayne's world i mean it basically launched you know mike myers into the stratosphere and dana carvey you know is, is just as good and what they did is you know they did one of the traditional you know top 10 countdowns and it was their top 10 best things about saturday night live nice but they did a quick shout out to kanye west who was in the audience and this is of course right oh. after the grammys where he started to go up on stage and pull a a uh the Taylor, what, Sw- Kanye? yeah, he pulled a Kanye, <laughs> like he did on Taylor Swift, but he was going to do it to Beck. And um, did
0: you, as a side note, obviously you know we both listen to the same podcast. that mentioned this too, but I mean I cannot get over that he was really thinks that Beck doesn't deserve the award that they gave him.
1: Yeah, that that Beck does not, you know. And honestly, I can I can believe that he thinks that it wasn't good enough. That Beyonce was better. You know, whatever each each their own. I mean, obviously they're both great. Or else they wouldn't yeah. have been up for the award. But to insinuate that Beck doesn't know what true artistry
0: is, and that he should give his award to her—exactly—I thought
1: that was a whole bunch <laughs> of BS.
0: But anyway, so that guy at all. yeah,
1: so for the whole skit, Mike Myers and and Dana Carvey kept pointing to Kanye in the audience, telling him to sit down whenever they thought they were saying something that he would disagree oh, with. That's
0: awesome! I'm gonna have to find that sketch. I'd love to see that. Yeah,
1: it was pretty funny. Now the bad stuff. I mean, Miley Cyrus really mm-hmm. as the the. I mean, granted, you know she's huge i'm old so i don't you know care for her too much i just think she's you know pretty darn disrespectful but um the, she's also insane sort <laughs> of right rather yeah. insane yes but <laughs> i mean th- why have her as your musical guest when you have mccartney and simon two yeah. of the most incredible people in all of pop music history granted they did perform as well but it, they weren't the signature you know right. musical guest I mean, then just the ugly stuff, yeah. um, Eddie Murphy, I'm glad they, they finally got him back on an SNL stage, but it was like, it seemed like it was pulling teeth having him there, that he didn't want to be there, and I'm like, really? Exactly. It was rather frustrating, and, and there was a few, I mean, it's live television, with a whole bunch of people that aren't used to doing live television anymore, and so of course audio marks were missed and stuff like that, but, you yeah. know, when his got missed, he actually like looked off camera and said, isn't that where you're supposed to cut? Basically, in, uh, in that. and wow. so then instead of, like, filling, which was actually a big point of Chris Rock's in, in, uh, introduction of him about the point that Eddie Murphy could fill and save the show, he basically just started repeating what his original line was.
0: Because he's Eddie Murphy, dude. He You should be able to improv the mess out of that. Exactly.
1: Um, and then, you know, I didn't hear about this next part until the next day, but Victoria Jackson... Who was on the show for like six years, but now she 's you know a tea party crazy. not that all tea yeah. parties are crazy, but she is actually crazy well. um, she <laughs> she showed up late to the show, and mm-hmm. um, evidently from what i 'm understanding is that she was putting she was put into an overflow room so it wouldn't disrupt the live atmosphere of the show and right. now
0: because she was late exactly,
1: and so she went on uh, a a right wing television show the next day. And claimed that she was shunted aside because oh, she is anti-gay marriage and anti-Obama. And I'm like, These people, this is. And granted, <laughs> it's a Hollywood impri- or Hollywood live show, so you know, obviously it has liberal tendencies. Yeah, but they skewer left and right alike on that show. Yeah, of course they and do. So to think that personal politics comes in any way into how people are reacted. I mean, it, or I mean, Sarah Palin had her own scene. She was actually on stage. So I, her, yeah. her argument is ridiculous. So that's basically all my stuff about Saturday
0: night live. That's a good list, man. Those some good uglies.
1: Uh, I, I agree. <laughs> um, two, two quick, uh, um, news oriented things. Um, of course, you know, Deadpool is, uh, getting ready to gear up and start uh, filming for, a uh, 2016 release. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. And a major casting just happened this week. And it was, uh, uh, Marina Baccarin from Firefly and V has been cast in the sh- in the movie, so we. Uh, I mean, I'm, it just makes sense that she's going to be playing opposite of Ryan Reynolds, if not that, you know, major supporting role. Um, right. So you know, anybody in geek news, you know, loves her, so that's that's huge. Um, and then no,
0: I'm when you told me that, I was like, I mean, she's like my favorite, one of my favorite characters in in Firefly. Um, I watched V I, I just I just really like she's really good mm-hmm. I like her a lot
1: absolutely and then a, a quick piece of news that you brought up was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy why don't you mention that
0: oh yeah so um, I guess there's gonna, I didn't even hear about this until I saw it on Coffee with Kenobi another plug for those guys um, I saw it on their Google Plus page um, they wrote up a quick thing I guess uh, James Arnold Taylor who does the voice for Keno, um, Kenobi <laughs> duh um on the clone wars and various other things um he is going to be uh in uh, the guardians of the galaxy animated series. Oh, fantastic. And and I just I mean, it makes sense, right? A Guardians of the Galaxy animated series. That sounds awesome. Oh, absolutely. So, I'm pumped about that. I love James Arnold Taylor. Um Vanessa Marshall is also going to be a voice act um uh do voices on it as well. Again, we know her as Hera. Um, she's done, you know, companion voices for a slow tour. I mean, she's just awesome. Um, both of those are really good additions.
1: You know, remind me, was she on that, uh, companions panel that we saw at comic-con a few years ago? Yes,
0: yeah, she was. Yeah. So that was awesome. And, um, she's great. He's great. I'm, I would like to know more about what this ser- you know, what's going, how they're going to do this series, but it sounds, sounds awesome. So we will, we'll talk more about that when we know more. Cool. So,
1: um, and then also right in your wheelhouse, Marshall, is a uh, T-Fury. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had to mention this. Yeah, dude. for for I... those
1: of you who only listen to the podcast and haven't really checked out our webpage or Instagram feeds or anything like that, Marshall Facebook. is a, <laughs> yeah, Facebook, Marshall is a geek t-shirt addict.
0: To say the least.
1: So uh, yes. why, why don't you tell me about your collection?
0: So I have I have a problem. So um, there's a couple of websites. I pretty much only gravitate towards T-Fury these days, but... Um, in the beginning it was shirt and Tea fury. And then there was a couple other ones. Um, and then anybody who sees a geek t-shirt now just buys it for me for my birthday or Christmas or whatever. Yeah. What was um, the,
1: I was at my, my campus
0: bookstore and uh, what, what did <laughs> I notice and send you a picture of uh, a bunch of, uh, what are they mashups for Cal Poly and star Wars. Absolutely. It? Yep. Oh yeah. Like I'm, there's, I'm slated there's to get a few of those. Yeah. I've,
1: I've already ordered uh, one of each design of my size. Um, but one of them is like Yoda, and it says, fight, we will.
0: <laughs> so Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it, dude. Um, so I, I, I love T-shirts. I wear a T-shirt every day. a different. I could go, and I tease with my students, too. I went the beginning of the school year all the way to the October break, which is like the third week in October, without wearing the same T-shirt twice. Um, yeah, you've got a problem. <laughs> so I have a problem. But anyway, so I saw these T-shirts, and I and we'll put a picture up on the website. Um, or when I get them, maybe I'll just put them up on the Instagram. I try to put one up every day. Um, but I, I saw there were two Archer T-shirts that I saw. One, uh, it has a picture of Archer, and he's dressed up like the Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, Sterling City's Archer. So, I mean, that's, that's amazing. That is right? amazing. So I bought that. I, I could not buy that. So then... And then uh, on the same, sometimes they do two, two t-shirts a day on the same day. They did a Lana, uh, one from, from Archer and I had to buy it in chocolate. Of course, of course you did. (laughs) And it says, I have actually a Pam one and a Cheryl one as well that are in the same, same artist, same deal. Um, but hers, it's called spray and pray. (laughs) And she's got an Uzi in one hand. Um, it says, yup, nope next to her. And it's just, it's awesome. So I'll put those up on the site. Um, just because I will.
1: Okay, please tell lucky. me that in the design there are actually only two visible clips.
0: <laughs> I think so. I should zoom in. Hold on. That's the fun part about these t-shirts. Oh, it's very fuzzy. I think she does just have one on her hip. That's important. That's she, never, she brings enough ammo. Exactly. I love it.
1: Um, And actually, you know, something that you didn't notice until we were talking about this before the show is um, last weekend they had a two-day sale on on T-Fury, and I I wish I had the money to pick them up, but uh, there's an artist on there named Karen Hallion, and you can find her on uh, Twitter at at K-Hallion, H-A-L-L-I-O-N, Um, and she did a mashup of Star Wars and Haunted Mansion shirts, which are just phenomenal. And even though you can't buy the shirts anymore, hopefully they'll bring them back but they are uh, they have released uh posters of the artwork that you can buy.
0: Uh
1: and for example
0: Yeah. I'm jealous, dude. I want those so bad. I was traveling to Disneyland on that day.
1: Yeah. They were uh they're they're fantastic. Um and you know, just like with Instagram, I'm I'm actually creating a Pinterest page for uh, the usual podcast and uh, I will get those up there and make sure we put the uh, link in the show notes.
0: Sweet. And I actually I have a Star Wars and um haunted mansion mashup t-shirt that glows in the dark that i put up on instagram a few days ago while i was on vacation so i was actually on the haunted mansion ride and i took the picture anyway it's a, it's a thing yeah that's it. So, that's a really good shirt yeah it's a good shirt um but i do have a problem that's okay <laughs> it's a good problem it's an 11 dollar problem not a, a more expensive one exactly um all right um, do we have one more thing to talk about here it looks like huh? one more thing to talk about like i said it is saturday the 21st
1: so you geeks know that uh, this morning was open registration for Comic Con tickets. So of course, uh, yeah. Marshall and I both got on, and uh, we waited through the uh, the epic reg uh, um, waiting room, and we never got called to be brought in for in- for registration. So as Indiana yeah. Jones and Saddle Bob would point out, no <laughs> tickets. <laughs>
0: Well, and look, I already had tickets, which because I went last year, there's pre-registration. So there's the same type of lobby that happens months beforehand. Um, and so I actually got in that one. That's the only one I've been in last year when I tried to get tickets at open registration. Like Will and I did this morning. I never got in. My brother got in and bought the tickets. So right. Well, because you I'm, had a
1: press pass the year before.
0: And I had press pass the year before that. So Exactly. You know, uh, well, the two years before that, actually. So, you know, that's the... And that thanks to Tor Wars for so that one, but you know it, we're st- look here's a, the reason I wanted to bring this up is yes it's all very sad and you go you can go on to Twitter and and there were hundreds and hundreds of people saying you know knocking the system and saying it was it was a bunk way to do it but I don't know it's way better than it used to be but I mean. You was that the first time you'd done the Epic Reg? Yeah, because
1: uh, I didn't go last year. Unfortunately, um, I just you know I was traveling around the country, and so I, I couldn't uh, couldn't go. Um, right, but then the two years before that, I you know uh, I was able to get on. So yeah, so I hadn't done the Epic Reg before, but it seemed yeah. like a really good process. I mean, there's just you know it's all random number generating, so there's just you know nothing I could do about it. But the cool thing about Comic Con is that there's so much to do outside of the convention center.
0: Right, which is why I wanted to bring this up. It, 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 you know, it is sad. The process, it's random and, you know, you think about it, there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people fighting for like what? Not even 200,000 tickets. Yeah. So Exactly. It's 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 a, it's a crapshoot and it's hard to deal with because you want everybody wants to go. But like we'll mention, there I mean, last year, for example, I did not spend that much time on the show floor. Honestly, it's there is so much now in the in the gas lamp area. Um, so if you're one of those people, and this is why I'm bringing it up, if you're one of those people that was really had their heart set on going, still try to find a place to stay, still try to go down, make the trip. There is Geek and Sundry, which is Felicia Day's uh, website, vlogging all her vloggers and, and her whole thing with Tabletop, with Will Wheaton and everything. They do a four-day event at an off-site a bar a couple blocks away. Um, they give out free stuff. She does a signing usually the first day. That's usually the first thing we do. I've given her socks. My wife and I own a sock business. You know, I've given her socks three years in a row. It's, you know, gotten signatures. You get to meet celebrities, play, maybe play a game with Will Wheaton. I mean, that you could do for four days. Exactly. You know,
1: it's a lot of fun. I mean, I remember, um, the, the first two years I went and they were hosting it actually at much smaller bars than they have now. Um, they uh, it was all hosted by AMD and I'm not sure if it still is, um, but a little bit yeah yeah. But luckily you and I were lucky enough to win. Uh, you know I got a, a free motherboard and another, a free processor. They were just they were giving away free computer components, which was very cool.
0: And they'll give and they do give out um, sometimes beta keys for games. You get to demo games that haven't come out. They last year they did a demo for Dragon Age Inquisition before it came out, um, and that's just a Geek and Sundry. They also have Nerd HQ, which um, uh, his name just flew out of my head.
1: Zachary Levi.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. What Zachary Levi has done for the last couple of years, and it's insane. They actually take over part of Petco Park, and they have signings. The guy who played Wash was there last year doing you know pictures, meet and greets, and stuff. Um, like Celebrities will do panels there. I mean, you could literally spend your entire day at Nerd HQ as well. So... If and there are plenty of bars and plenty of fun to be had. Other offset events, uh, Nintendo does stuff. Um, the food is phenomenal d- everywhere. The food is great. Yeah, I mean, and then of course, what is, what is the, the, the
1: best thing about Comic Con weekend for you and I?
0: Um, drinking
1: Hollywood Babylon. <laughs> <I'm> just <kidding.
0: laughs> second best thing about uh, about Comic Con. I was taking a drink when you said that, and I got sidetracked. Yes, we go. To, there's also things like um, Hollywood Babylon that goes on um, at the uh, House of Blues with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. So if you're a fan of that podcast, they do that live every year, um, and that's just like you know six blocks from the convention center. Um, there's also some other concerts and that kind of thing, and there's also the the uh, the whole. The, it changes every year. Last year was a Godzilla thing. But they did that podcast stage that one year, uh-huh. um, and that's outside. So you don't need tickets for any of that. So if you're bummed, it's okay. Still go if you can and, and have some fun. Find us off-site. We'll have a beer and, and buy some tickets for Hollywood Babylon, and we'll go see that. Yeah,
1: one thing that I, I, I'm upset I didn't get to go last year that you and uh, your brother got to do was the Assassin's Creed obstacle
0: course. Holy crap, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I have some pictures of that. Oh. You got to do the leap of faith. They had a whole obstacle course thing um, where you basically run a gauntlet and like, you know, look, we're all very we you know, there's a lot of cliches out there about about gamers and geeks. And, you know, you kind of had to be in shape to, to pull this off, you know, and it wasn't good, easy for some people. They could do it. But, you know, you know, if you can't do a pull up, you wouldn't have been able to do the swing. across. You know what I'm saying? So, so what, you, so, what but, are you
1: saying that I couldn't pull it off?
0: What I'm saying is, is that in the part where you have to swing from, like you know, like in the playground, like rings. Yeah, I can. Like you swing. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of people got their, you know, put their hands on the first one and just dropped and walked. But I mean, look, you could walk through it. You could do the th- you could do the whole thing, and then you get a T-shirt at the end. And if you do the leap of faith, you got a T-shirt. It was really cool. Um, me and my brother just jumped off that thing. It was awesome. That's um, very cool. So it was, uh, you know. So basically, the reason we're bringing this up. Although Will doesn't get didn't get tickets, we're gonna be going down there. Um, you know, so if you have any plans to go to San Diego this year, um, let's meet up, let's have a beer, let's go to Hollywood Babylon, let's let's do something. And definitely obviously the other thing that we do when we're down there is the community cantina for SWOT. Tour. Yes. So <laughs> Um, which you almost forgot. Uh but yeah, so we we do that every year too, so and that's a big part of the reason I go down as well, is to cover that event, and we'll be talking about that. So, and will of we'll stuff definitely to do. Try
1: to do a, a live podcast from down there.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna try to get some people together, and anybody from the community that wants to meet up down there, let's let's get together and talk about what we've seen. It'll be fun. Yeah,
1: so. and you know, I'll, uh, this weekend when I'm, I'm working on the uh, the Pinterest page, I'll I'll dig out all the the cool pictures from uh, the trips that we've done down there, and and get those up on there for people to see all the fun stuff to do.
0: Sounds good, man. It'll be fun. All right, I think that's a show, my friend. That is. <laughs> all right. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. Of course, we welcome all feedback. So once again, if you have comments or questions or want to reach read, not reach, read the blogs discuss on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook. Um, Facebook slash the Usual Podcast. There we go. Uh, you can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. Um, give us a rating on iTunes. Tell us what you think. Give us feedback. Tell us what kind of bumper we need or make us a bumper. I'm down with that. Absolutely. And, and you know, don't let Turnabout 78 be all lonely on our iP- iTunes page. Yeah. They're sad. <laughs> you know, join, join the, the legions of people giving us feedback on iTunes. Yes. Right? <laughs> and of course we do have a donate button on our website. So feel free to help us out in any way you can. And, uh, unless you have anything else, my friend, I think that's a week. That is our week. Thank you very much for listening. All right. We'll see you next week. Sit down with your friends and report. uh, Sit down with your friends and report. uh, What? Hold on. Let me try that again.